So you may have been hearing me talk recently about my new course, Scale Your Way. I released it earlier this year in 2024. And if you have not gone through the course individually or inside of my community, Web Designer Pro, you are in luck because I have distilled some of the most important topics and highlights in that course into a free masterclass for you. And it is going to help you and give you the clear roadmap in order to build and scale up your web design business in a way that works for you. So you can get access to the entire free training at joshhall.co slash scale. Again, it is completely free. It's 50 minutes plus. It is basically a coaching session on scaling that you and I can have together. And I'm going to share with you the top tips, many of which are pulled from the course and it'll give you the roadmap to be able to scale up your business your way. Pick it up today for free at joshhall.co slash scale. Welcome to the Josh Hall Web Design Show. Web Design Show. Helping you build better websites and create a web design business that gives you freedom and a lifestyle you love. What up, friends? Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 116, and it's just me with you in this podcast. I wanted to take this episode and this opportunity to share with you something that was a bit of a secret in my web design agency. This is something that... Uh, I kind of learned was really, really beneficial, really powerful in a lot of different ways for running my business effectively. And as I grew a network of web designers and as I became a blogger for Elegant Themes several years back, I realized that not many people were doing this. And I started to get more and more questions about it. And I've talked about this topic more and more over the past few years in a number of different areas from from Elegant Themes blog articles that I wrote to a couple of my courses. And then I've sprinkled it in with some podcast interviews, but it's the idea in this top secret of hidden website pages. And in this episode, I I did want to take the time to to have a dedicated episode for this because what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you what hidden website pages are, why they're beneficial, and give you some examples of the ones that I've had in place in my business and that my agency still uses today to help save time, get more traffic on the website with loads of other benefits as well. And this this whole podcast episode is actually pulled from a lesson in my web design business course. So I will mention a little bit more about that and some of the resources that we're going to go over here as the episode goes along. But this is something I wanted to share with everybody because I do think it's a really, really powerful secret that if you didn't already know, you should definitely be thinking about and, and implementing into your business right away. And what I want to do in this episode, first off, is I want to explain why you might want to have some hidden website pages. We're going to go into all the specifics and I'll kind of share the ones again that that I've created. And I do have some live examples for you to check out, but I think it's good to start out with why. So why have hidden website pages? Before we even talk about what they are, there are some reasons that we should cover here. I there's a lot of different reasons why, I guess, but there's kind of top, there's a, there's a top three for me. Number one is that you might have some stuff, whether it's onboarding materials or offboarding materials, might be information that you end up having stuff that you repeat a lot, uh, or some sensitive information that you don't necessarily want everybody to see, but would be nice to, to kind of send some people on your website. So you might want to hide some stuff from the public. That was a very long winded way to say point number one is you might want to have some stuff that you want to hide from the public, but still have on your site. Number two 
you might have a lot of templates and resources that are scattered all over the place that might be in your project management software. You might have templates that could be as you know, text documents that you might repeat and say over and over to clients, and it can get really scattered. Well, sometimes if you put a lot of these resources on a hidden page on your website, it can save you a lot of time and hassle because instead of trying to find that template or send them to three different platforms, you can have it on your website. So that's number two. This third reason is that you can actually keep people on your website instead of just posting stuff in Basecamp or Asana or wherever you're doing your project management. Um, a lot of times I'll do that to where I still have a lot of stuff in Basecamp and my agency, we use a number of different platforms now, but there's something really powerful about having information on your site that people can refer back to. And then suddenly they're getting this information on your website and it's not just in an email template or on a different platform. So those are kind of the three main reasons, hide stuff from the public, keep stuff from being scattered everywhere and keep people on your site. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to share with you the top five hidden pages that I had on my website and we actually still have on my agency site in transitstudios.com. Uh, but I'm going to save the best one for last. So make sure you hang around because number five here is, is my personal favorite. And I think the one that's the most powerful. So let's dive into number one here. And that is a getting started page. Now, what I found was when I had projects that got going and I was onboarding clients, I ended up getting a lot of the same questions over and over and over and over again. And as you know, as I've talked about a lot on this podcast, I'm a big proponent of if you have to repeat yourself over and over, make it a template or make it a, in this case, a hidden page or make it something that you can just send people to a link or something that you can easily refer back to without restating yourself over and over and over. So when I got a project started and maybe you're feeling this as well, I used to always get questions about how do you know, what's the process look like? How do we get started? What do you need to get my project started? And then this obviously applies. Well, this could be expanded into its own episode in, in general, but when you get a project started, there's a lot of things to consider. There's getting assets and all the details from your client. There's content collection. Um, there's their existing site versus whether it's going to be a new site. There's a lot that needs to be collected and mapped out right from the get-go. And what I found best to kind of encapsulate not only what I needed to get started, but to just let the client know, you know how things are going to go is I created this getting started page. And you'll find this right now live if you go to intransitstudios.com slash getting dash started. And just for a reference, every link that I share in this episode, I will put in the show notes so you can have this for reference. And in short, my getting started page, it, it kind of has five main points to it. And the first point is very clearly what I need to get started. And in this section, I have little uh, icons that kind of outline what I needed. And generally, that would be your logo, hosting credentials, if you have a current site, WordPress login, if you already have a WordPress site, images and pictures, content, and then a style guide. And then I always have a different strategy for collecting all that content, depending on the client and the scope of the project, etc. But I do let them know these are the things that I'm often going to, to 
need to, to get started. And I should say too, I should have prefaced this. I send this to clients once they've signed off. So once they get going on a project, you can automate this entire sequence. I say, all right, we're ready to go. Got your deposit. I'm sure you have a lot of questions. Here is a page that's going to guide you through what I need to get started and just give you an overview of how things are going to go as we move forward. So I uh, should have said that to preface this, but that's the first thing I say, well, I need to get started. Number two, I had a little section that just explained what Basecamp is. Basecamp is what I used for years and what we still use as of right now for my web agency in Transit Studios. And I just let them know what it is so they're not you know, they don't get a request from Basecamp and say, well, what the heck is this? You want to just let people know what they're about to get into. Now, if you use Asana or a different project management software, or maybe you're using Trello or something else, it's great to just let people know what to expect, particularly if they have no idea what that platform is. So that was the next thing. The other thing I mentioned is if we were going to be collecting a lot of images or videos or content, we would be using Dropbox to organize all the folders and get the content. Again, just so people know. And then number four, I outlined what our process looked like. And the best way that I've found to explain to clients what our process looked like, and if you haven't, make sure you revisit the podcast episode I just recently released with John Wooten, episode 113, on how to present your web design projects, because that is a great place to insert your process right here. But I always told clients, my process is boiled down into three main parts. There's the layout and the design. And then once that's approved, we move into the build and the development. And then as we move through that, the revision process will start. And then finally, it's edits and revisions before we get into launching the website. So that always seemed to resonate with clients. They understood, okay, there's kind of planning and layout and design. And then there's the build and development. And then we'll do all the final revisions and edits. That seemed to resonate with clients. So I have a little spot on my getting started page, which you can see which has that. And it's nothing fancy. It's just a little, little icon thing with a little background image that has a keyboard and cup of coffee and stuff just to show what the process looks like. And then since that didn't really address the launch, I've ra I um, capped off that section with number five, which is wrapping up and going live. Then I just briefly cover what to expect with launching and going live. And then I do take this opportunity to mention two things, my moving forward page, which we'll talk about next. And then also I mention our website maintenance and hosting plan so that people know they, they know right from the get go. Okay. Okay. There's some recurring uh, services here for us. So I, I'm a, I really like to sprinkle in the, the idea of maintenance plans because side note, you don't want to necessarily start the project off with saying, Hey, by the way, I want you to you know pay me every month to manage the site. It's good to kind of just sprinkle that in there. That way, when you do straight up offer website maintenance, it's no surprise. It's like, yeah, I saw that. I'm, I'm definitely interested. So that's what is essentially entailed in my getting started page. Now for reference, I will have the link below again. It's in transitstudios.com slash getting dash started, which is my web agency page. Uh, I also, if you, for those of you who use Divi, I have this page as a Divi layout for you that's available for purchase as well. It's only a $9 layout. Um, I'll link that below for you as well. If you're using Divi and you want this, you can check that link out. Also, I should note, for students in my web design business course, this is included. Everything that you're going to see here is included in my business course. Um, so that's available for you. And 
what's kind of cool about this is one thing I worked out with my CEO, Eric, who now runs in transit. As many of you know, I did sell my web design agency in 2020, but I still am essentially a consultant for it. And I oversee Eric and the team. What we decided to do was these old links that have, uh, you know, videos from me and resources that I have been using for years, they are going to stay at the same links. Eric actually has a different page that just has a different URL, um, where clients are now seeing his videos and his face instead of me. So while these are live on the site, these aren't exactly what clients are seeing now, but we still have the same processes and uh, content in place. It's just Eric instead of Josh. So just an FYI. Now, like I mentioned, that leads us to the next one, number two here, which is a moving forward page. And this is probably very self-explanatory. I always found that once I got a website design completed, I always kind of regurgitated the same information over and over and over again, whether it was a call with a client or, or an email or whatever it was, I always felt like once I helped a client launch their site, well, number one, a lot of people would ask me like, what should I do? And then I was like, duh, I should give them some resources because there's nothing worse than launching a beautiful new website for a client. And then just saying, all right, website's live. See you later. If I can recommend anything to you, especially at this point, it is to end off that web design experience. And it is an experience when somebody works with you. They're not just getting a website. They're working with you and having an entire experience, whether for good or for bad, from start to finish. So what a great way to end off the project and prepare somebody to want to give you a review if you give them some resources on what to do with their new site. And that's exactly what's included in my moving forward page. So you can find this one at intransitstudios.com slash moving dash forward. This looks similar to my getting started page, except it's got a different five sections. This one has number one, a little section about spreading the word. And I just have a little graphic that um, just kind of explains or just kind of showcases, Hey, spread the word to your customers and your client base and your network that your new website is live. And I just, I, I found myself always telling clients, don't be afraid to, to tell people that your website is live, especially now that you have something you can be proud of showcase that, get it out there. And I just tell people, I give them some ideas about doing an email blast or using social media, or if they're in a networking group or a chamber of commerce, spread the word. So that's the first thing in my moving forward page. The next thing is to ask for reviews. And I give some people links about how to get a Google review, whether they should get social media reviews, and then some tips on how to get testimonials for their website as well, because that's a big thing for clients is a lot of times they're so busy with their businesses, they forget to ask for reviews. And if you feel like I just called you out, that's okay. I have to call myself out on that sometimes. Sometimes you have to intentionally ask for reviews. So I love giving clients some, some resources for how to do that. So that's a really cool thing. By the way, all this stuff that we're talking about right now can very easily lead to upsells, which... What a segue to number three here, which is in this moving forward page, which is a little noticed for clients to keep things fresh and updated. So I often just give them some suggestions on stuff that they can do themselves if they manage any part of the site or that we can do for them, which is going to segue into our website maintenance plan. Actually, the next two points segue into that. So I just let people know that they should change out images. Generally, one to two, three times a year is recommended uh, just to keep things fresh, particularly if they're a, an industry that has some recurring traffic to their website, or even if people are just finding them randomly, it's good to have some fresh images and to keep things updated. 
Same thing can be true with uh, like the layout or anything that they're doing on the site, particularly when it comes to the homepage, um, not revamping the entire website, but it's really good to revamp the homepage at least once a year just to spice it up, do something a little bit different. And then obviously keeping their information updated, which could be hours, contact information, staff information, like a lot of times, well, definitely in all industries, there's a lot of turnover for team pages. So you want to keep that stuff updated and you want to articulate why that's so important. So those are all things that I mentioned in regards to keeping things fresh and updated. And then number four here, we dive into, at least in the moving forward page, I share a little bit about site content and why it's really, really important that Google views the website as being alive and not dead, which is a big contribution to, to SEO. So I talk about blogging, some ways we can help them with that if we haven't already covered that talking about new pages and adding services and linking and then updating content to make sure it's relevant. So all those things we go over. And then that segues perfectly into our website maintenance and hosting plan. So if they have not yet signed up for our maintenance and hosting plan, boom, there's the information right there. Now I do follow up with an intentional ask and I cover this in my business course in detail with how and when to talk about your maintenance plan and hosting. But this is the prime opportunity for them to at least see it that way when I ask ask or when I intentionally invite them to join our maintenance plan, it's no surprise. Again, you don't want to build a site and then catch somebody off guard by asking for them to join your maintenance plan where they're like, well, what the heck? You just, you know, I just paid you three grand to buy the site. Why do I need to pay a monthly for something now? So it's all about, again, just preparing their mindset as a client through the entire experience from start to finish. And then I also have a little Google review link at the end of this page that says, if you had a great experience while the iron is hot, please leave us a review. It would mean the world to us. And I have had a lot of good success with this. Now, sometimes it takes an intentional reach out for a review, but what a great chance for that go-getter who's just having a blast with you to say, absolutely, I'll click and leave a review. They don't need to Google you and try to find a link that's just boom, right there, how to, how to leave a review. So that's number two, my moving forward page. Again, this is available linked below for you to check out. And then similarly, just like I have a get started Divi page layout, I also have my moving forward page in a, in a uh, Divi layout available for you as well. So that'll be linked uh, below in the show notes for this page. Now, number three, this is a bit of a different one. This is the last hidden page that I added to my business. And I cannot believe how long this took me to add, but it is simply an hourly rate page. And that might sound kind of odd or it might sound kind of awesome. I, I don't know how that comes across to you right now, but for me, and the problem, the challenge that I had, and the reason I created this page was I ended up telling people what our hourly rate was when I was a solopreneur and when I, when I scaled the agency, I ended up telling people that all the time. And it was such a pain. And then here was the big thing. I was telling people my rate was something, but then in my contract, I had said, like, for example, when I raised my rate to $95 an hour, I actually did not change that in my, con I kind of forgot that I had uh, mentioned that in my contract. And in my contract, it was $75 an hour. So I did have a, I had at one point when I made, raised my rate, I forgot to raise it in the contract and some other places I had it that I had clients asking like, well, you had 75 in the contract, but now you said it was 95. And I was like, ah, shit. So what I decided to do was to simplify this entire process with explaining my hourly rate and I created an hourly rate page in transitstudios.com slash shocker hourly dash rate. 
still up there today. Now it's, it's a little bit different than what we're doing now, but again, uh, we're keeping all of my old pages on the site for reference for you. So what this basically entails, and it, it doesn't look super pretty. The page right now is basically, it just says our hourly rate is $95 an hour for non-maintenance plan clients build in 15 minute increments. And then if you are on our maintenance plan, or I'm sorry, it's it actually $125 an hour for non-maintenance plan. But then if you are on our maintenance plan, it's only 95. So you get a $30 discount. And that was actually a great little upsell trick. So Eventually, if somebody passes on your maintenance plan and then they're asking about additional work and you can say, yep, here's all the details on our hourly rate, you can buy an hour, hourly retainer of hours. But just to note, since you're not on our maintenance plan, it is $125. But if you'd like to have us manage your site moving forward, you actually get a huge discount on the hourly rate and you can discount that to whatever you want. And then that's a great upsell for them to join your maintenance plan because that might be worth their savings right there. So that's what I have on the hourly rate page. And it just has some more details about where our rate is, what is common for industry standards, and all that good stuff. And the beauty about having a page for your hourly rate is that I can just link that in the contract and anywhere else in our verbiage or onboarding or offboarding anywhere else, I can just link the hourly rate page in that way, you know what's coming, right? Anytime our rate increases, all I need to do is update the hourly rate page. I don't need to go into my contract. I don't need to go into any onboarding. I don't need to go into any moving forward resources or any templates. All I do is just update the hourly rate page. Boom. It's simple. And as I've grown as a business owner and entrepreneur, I have realized the power of simplicity and thinking ahead. So anytime you can simplify something just like this, this is just kind of a side note, do it and think about you a year from now or two years from now and think, how am I going to make two years from now myself happy? You know, I want you to look back and say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad Josh a couple years ago created this hourly rate page because now all I need to do is edit that and I don't need to go into all my other materials. And then I forget where I mentioned it before. So easy peasy, create an hourly rate page, have all your hourly details there. You'll thank me. You'll thank me later, but I think you're probably thanking me now for that. It's easy one to create too. And, and clients love it. It looks professional. It's really cool. Now, could you have made that a template or somewhere? Of course, of course you could have, but I love having it on the site because again, they might go to your site, look at your hourly rate and think, you know what? I wonder what Josh and the team have been working on. Let me check the portfolio out. Boom. They can see some new projects. Maybe we've got some new resources for them. They might end up, you know, exploring your site even more and they might even end up upselling on a new service or something. So all benefits of hourly rate pages. And another side note, this is what I'm sharing with you right now is a very different way to grow your business. You're doing this instead of getting new clients all the time, you're taking current clients that either are or are not on your hosting and maintenance plan. And you're giving them resources and you're getting them back on your site without a typical content marketing strategy. And they're exploring your site, they're engaging with you, and they're probably going to be purchasing more services from you and you're keeping top of mind. So look at that. That's the power of an hourly rate page right there. Now, number four, this is the page that was an absolute game changer for me. Aside from the last one that we're going to dive into here, this was the second biggest game changer for me. And that was a client resources page. Again, I found myself repeating the same information over and over and over and over again, particularly as I had clients who were starting to edit their own sites. As you can imagine, 
If you don't have any resources for your clients, if they start editing their site, they're not web designers. They're not going to know what Divi is. They're not going to know what WordPress is. They're going to either blow up their site or they're going to expect you to be their own personal tutor. And you do not want to do that one-on-one, especially, well, you don't want to do it for free and even paid consultations. You don't want to go over the same information over and over. And I'm telling you this as somebody who sat down with clients often and went over the same freaking stuff over and over. I remember when I had clients, when I was starting to use Divi and I had all my stuff in place, I would show them how to do a blog post and give them an overview of the Divi builder. And then I would meet with another client the next week and I would show them how to do blog stuff and give them an overview of the Divi builder. Then I would meet with another client a couple weeks later after their site went live and guess what? I had to sit down with them and give them an overview of the builder and everything else that I just went over with numerous clients. So it dawned on me, I had a light bulb moment, why not make a resources page that just has basic little tutorials on what the tools are in the site. This is also a really big benefit of using the same tools across all your websites because you can make a resources page that has all your stuff in there that just has little tutorials, just little basic beginner. You don't need to be a professional tutorial creator like I am. And even when I did these tutorials, I was not. I did these tutorials before I ever started joshhall.co. But this was kind of the jettison of that, oddly enough. I was like, hmm, I kind of like this. I'm pretty good at explaining little stuff. Let me try this. So it's a great resources page to have. Uh, you can you can see mine at josh or uh, intransitstudios.com slash client dash resources. Again, that'll be linked for you below. And just an overview of what I entail on mine. Again, this is a podcast, so it's not visual, but I have a little intro and overview of some of the, the website tools. I have an overview of the WordPress text editor, a little overview of how to optimize images and some resources on that. Overview of the Divi Builder, the Divi Library some information on posting a blog, some SEO basics, uh, and then some other stuff like contact forms. Because we use Gravity Forms, I show people how to get in, look at their entries, edit, make basic edits to contact forms if need be, although I generally advise against that. Uh, I also have a video on like Google Analytics, just with the basics on that. And it's been an incredible resource for my clients because not only do my clients use this themselves when we launch, but they've also started having their team members view this. And it saves me time because I don't need to do a a one-on-one or a strategy or a, you know, a consultation. They can just show these resources and it often helps their own team if they have other people on their site, get familiar with the tools we're using. So very, very cool. And I am going to address how to hide these pages. I should tell you that as well. So we're going to cover the last little one here. And then I'm going to give you some practical resources for helping you figure out practically how to do this. So the client resources page is huge. It's a, just a little collection of videos. Um, and the last one, the last one that has been the absolute most powerful for me for so many reasons is called a potential client page. And for those of you who have been through my business course, you know, we have a whole lesson in there about how to weed out and how to funnel clients. But let me just share with everyone here. In short, when you get leads come through your website, they really should break into two different categories. You should have somebody who is what I like to call a questionable lead and then somebody who is a qualified lead. Meaning if you get somebody who is a really established business, who you know has a healthy budget, who you would love to work with, I don't even send them to this page because this page, my potential client page, intransitstudios.com slash potential dash client, 
has a little bit of information about us, our mission, why work with us, how we're different. And again, this is the version that you're you're going to see is is what clients saw for years with with me when I ran the business. But now they there's a different page that we send them to that has Eric on it and not me. But this has all that information and our price ranges. And the big thing about pricing with website pricing is that our ranges are starting at, I cannot tell you how important it is to make sure if you display your pricing, that is starting at, and at this, at the time of you know releasing this podcast episode and seeing this page, the ranges, and actually our ranges are still very similar right now, but for years I had three ranges that started at a small site design, which was $24.97. Medium site started at $34.97 and large site started at $59.97, which would include uh, e-commerce, more, you know, membership, uh, big, other bigger sites. So I intentionally wanted to hide this because I did not want people to see my pricing publicly. And this is a biggie because a lot of people there's, you know, there's all different ways to, to put your pricing out there. Some, some web design agencies and freelancers are very upfront, like, boom, here's our pricing. And that's, that's fine. That might work depending on where you are. But I always found it super powerful to have this potential client page that I would send to questionable leads because they can see all the information they need to. They can now get a feel for our price ranges because I want them to weed out here before I even talk to them. I don't want to burn time and I don't want you to burn time with scheduling a call and taking an hour and a half out of your day to talk with somebody who's only interested in a $300 website and that's it. And I'm saying that to you because that's what I did. I took so much time and wasted so much time with people in the early days and then by the time I got to my price, they weren't even, even though I may have explained the value if they were only down for 500 bucks and that's it, I often, you know, spent two hours out of my day, particularly if I went and drove somewhere only to have them say, well, we only have 500 bucks. And I'm like, well, we start at 2,500. So this is the best way to save time. And it actually really makes you look professional because it adds a layer of kind of a weed out filter for them to get through. And then they come to you because if they go through this page and they say, okay, I like the medium site range. That's kind of where our project is. Here's some examples of sites they've done. Then once they contact you from there, they're now a hot lead. And you've just saved a bunch of time because you don't need to go over all this information again. They've already seen that. So I cannot tell you how powerful this page has been for me. And practically, when I would get a lead, I would always send them here if I felt like they were a questionable lead. And the other reason I wanted, I always felt this was super beneficial is because some of my bigger projects that were $7,500, $10,000, I didn't want them seeing my price ranges that started at $2,500 because I didn't want those clients to say, well, why are you quoting me $15,000 when you've got a project that, or you've got sites that start at $2,500? I always wanted to have a very clear distinction between qualified leads and questionable leads and having a potential client page that you can direct people to if they're questionable is so the way to go. And one thing that's really interesting, this is again, just a link on my website that I would send to people manually, but you can automate this sequence. I have a student shout out to April who actually has this page. It's built off of, of my template from my business course, the potential client page, but she actually makes people sign up to get access to that. So it's almost like a, like you sign up, 
they get added to our email list and then they get access to that potential client page, which is actually a, a really interesting strategy. I would, I would be curious if you tried out to see what kind of conversions and rates you get, because as April found out her conversions actually skyrocketed once she did that, because it made people give kind of a quick win, then get access to that page to see if she actually calls it her good fit page, just to see if, you know, she's a good fit for them and they're a good fit for her. And then it has all the information we just covered. And then it's a great way to create a hot lead and you'll get a much higher conversion rate on getting those clients. So that is a biggie. Those are the top five guys. Now I do want to just share with you practically how to do this to put a cap on this episode. Um, but again, just as a recap, number one, a getting started page, which is, you know, really going to solidify the onboarding experience for you. Number two, a moving forward page to give people something to look forward to and to actually help empower them to share the new website. Number three, an hourly rate page. So you don't have to change your hourly rate everywhere. Number four, a client resources page that has some little instructional videos from you, ideally. And then number five, a potential client page, which is, as we just found out, huge for weeding out and the funneling process. Now, practically, you can always just create the, these pages and just not put them on your website menu and then send them to people organically. However, people or excuse me, Google is going to start populating these pages and indexing them. And then random people are going to find them. You don't want random people finding your getting started page or especially your moving forward page or anything that has value. So what you can do is you can use a plugin like SEO Yoast to just go into those pages and hide them from Google. Um, you can't always put a password on them, but I never wanted to make clients you know, keep track of a password or I didn't want to send them a page and then, then be like, you know, you sent me a page a couple months ago. I can't remember where it was. What was the password again? I always just liked keeping them open, but they were hidden from Google. Now there's also a bunch of different options for creating more of a custom route with some of these resources. And you can use a plugin like Divi dashboard welcome, which is what I use to create. And I'll link this below in the show notes as well. But I use Divi Dashboard to create a custom WordPress dashboard that would have a lot of this information. And if they had a really customized site that a lot of people were using to update, this is where I'd put customized information to their company. And I would still link to the client resources. So what I would often do is in those custom dashboards, I would say, you know, here's some, here's some information on how to utilize your site once it goes live. Uh, here's our edited or our up-to-date information on our hourly rate. So when you're ready to add more hours or book us moving forward, here's the information. Um, here's our resources with a link on that. And then anything else that was custom to their project, we would put in there. Like maybe there are some custom videos that we did for their site that don't need to be on the client resources page because those are generalized videos. Well, here's a perfect opportunity to, to put those type of videos. So again, I've got some resources on that. I'll actually link below to an old Elegant Themes blog post series that I did on creating a custom dashboard. I'll link that below, but I did use that plugin Divi Dashboard Welcome by my friend Tim Streifer from Divi Life. So check that out. I'll have that link below. But those are practically the ways I implemented these hidden pages. And again, 
it just, it looked pretty awesome. We looked like rock stars because once a client got started and a project or, or a client moved forward and we got started, suddenly they would get a getting started page, which looks awesome because there's a little video of me, although the thumbnails are terrible, make a good thumbnail for a video. Same thing with moving forward. We'd have our hourly rate page here. We'd have resources. They likely came through our potential client page. And these hidden pages, guys, will save you so much time and help you grow and run your business effectively. So I can't wait to hear how they help. Again, there's been a lot of resources that we went over. So everything that we went over will be linked in the show notes for this episode of joshhall.co slash 116. That includes all the live links on my agency site at intransitstudios.com. Also, for those of you using Divi, got some layouts that are available to you. And lastly, if you like this episode and you've seen some game-changing stuff in here, I just want to let you know, if you like this, they're more where that came from, because this is just one lesson out of my web design business course. So if you like this and you want more and you're ready for this and literally everything that I've learned to build and run and grow my web design business, I would love to help you do the same. Again, this is just one lesson out of 30 plus in that business course, which is, I guarantee is going to rock your world because it's helped people all over the world, hundreds of students at this point. Uh, I would love to, to have you in that course as well and to be your guide with running your web design business. I will put a promo for you for my business course, which will get you a discount off this course as a podcast listener. And that'll be on the show notes as well at joshhall.co slash 116. So check that out if interested. And even if you're not interested in the course or any other layouts or anything like that, I hope this was at least helpful for you. And I hope that you add these hidden pages and use what I've put on my website and my agency site as examples to help you as well. And lastly, if this helps, let me know. Hit me up, joshhall.co slash contact. I'd love to hear how this helps you out. And until next time, guys, here is to creating some hidden pages that only the select few important clients and leads will see. Cheers, everybody. See you on the next one. Hey, guys and gals, just wanted to pop in with a couple things before you head out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. I would love to hear your feedback, and it will also help other web designers find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to joshhall.co, click on podcasts, and search this episode number, and you'll find all the links, descriptions, and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, and you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.